this is going to be a little bit different type of podcast than what you normally hear from me. Uh, no bells and whistles today. Just pure, good old-fashioned ranting and making nonsensical points. So, it's been a couple months. And I, I kind of, I just want to kind of go back and start back, uh, let's, let's go back to February. That's where we left off last time. So, let's just start there, back first uh, of February. Uh, I guess it's kind of February 10th, somewhere around there. Suicide Squad Extended Edition. Uh, I had to watch it. I, I was very disappointed with what I saw in theaters. I saw it on opening night. Didn't care for it at all. You know, a lot of people think that I'm a huge DC lover and all of that, and I'm, I don't know where they get that from. I, I've said a hundred times uh, Marvel move, movies far surpass what DC has done so far, but we can't sit here and overlook the fact that Marvel is, what, 15, 16 movies in, and DC is three? I mean, that that's ridiculous. You can't compare where they are. and It's just, you can't. It, it makes absolutely no sense. I mean, when people, when, like, when Steph Curry first came into the league, after like two or three years, people are like, uh-oh, this kid can shoot. And now all of a sudden, he's got the first MVP. You know, he's breaking all the records. His name's everywhere. Now, now he's getting tossed into that mix. Well, hey, is he better than LeBron? Could he overtake the king? And then the championship series came last year. Yeah. That's kind of like how this is now. All right? You you can't compare where DC is now to where Marvel is because no, there is there isn't going to be any comparison. You and, and to be if you're going to be 100% fair, you got to wait till they're both completely done and then look back and say, "All right, here's where they, this was better and here's where that was better." But no, to go back to the starting point, I, I'm not a DC homer. My favorite character is in DC, yes, but there are a lot of things I prefer Marvel over DC. I just try to stay as middle as possible. I think they're both excellent. I love both of the movies. And I especially wasn't a DC homer when I saw Suicide Squad. And, you know, being this is kind of what I do here, I had to take it upon myself to watch the extended edition. Uh, mainly just because I had to see if this was going to be any better. I mean, I saw what it did with Batman v Superman. I mean, that was night and day. The uncut edition or whatever they call it of Batman v Superman makes the theatrical release that came out in theaters that everyone hated, it makes that look like absolute trash. So I was like, okay, let's see if we can get the same favor for Suicide Squad. That'd be excellent. All right. So I put it in. Get through the movie. And it's just... I, I feel the exact same. I just could could not get into that movie. Everything about this movie... In, in, in a comic book movie, it seemed unrealistic to me. I, I loved, loved Deadshot. I thought Will Smith did awesome. Um, I can't wait to see him in, in more movies because I'm sure as hell hoping we're going to. It sounds like he's going to be getting his own solo movie. And he'll probably end up in the Suicide Scott sequel, but whatever but when I watched this movie uh, under the influence it all of a sudden just became like the best movie ever made 
and doing that, it helped me. It helped me kind of see what the director, what David Ayer was originally going for. Like with uh, Deadshot, Will Smith's character, at the very end, you know, he's got the gun in his hand. All he has to do is hit this one shot, and then he sees that image of his daughter come up in front of him and say, "No, Daddy, don't shoot." Like they did earlier in the movie. This is their Martha moment. This is the Martha moment of Suicide Squad. But when he sees that image of his daughter come up and say no. And he's got to go against everything his daughter said. Because he made it very clear throughout that movie. That not firing that shot at Batman. That uh, holding back. Listening to his daughter was the best decision he made. He made that very clear throughout his uh, actions in the movie. So now all of a sudden. He's got to betray what his daughter is doing. He has to see past what it is. Okay, you, you can't sit there and tell me, like, that moment didn't have... I mean, it, it, it didn't tickle your balls just a little bit. I mean, that that was an excellent movie moment. And it, it also led me down this whole stretch. I was like, all right, let's go back to that first moment, though. All right, I, ju- I just want to play this out real quick. All right. Deadshot, he's on the ground in the alley. His daughter's off on the side. He's got a gun pointed dead at Batman's head. There's that split second right before his daughter jumps in and says, no, daddy, no, don't don't shoot. There's that split second where he has the gun and all he has to do is pull the trigger and he can hit Batman. He obviously didn't. And so I, I, I like to think what was going through his mind in that split second. Like, how did that play out? Like, he turns over, pulls out the gun. Dead aim. He's just like, okay, this is it. I got the Batman. Oh. Oh, okay, he's looking up now. Oh, Batman's just standing there. He's got a smirk on his face. Oh, if I pull this trigger, it's not going to do shit to him. And he knows that right now. So I'm about to get my ass beat right here in this alley. And then his daughter jumps in and he's like, oh, yeah. Well, I got, I got to listen to her. Baby girl says I can't do it, so I probably shouldn't do it. Like, that had to be how that played out in his head. Uh, real quick, going back on what I said about, like, how, how it just felt unrealistic to me. Like, yeah, I, I get it. This is a comic book movie. And, you know, I'll admit I'm not as familiar with the Suicide Squad comics, so I don't know how it played out in there. But, like, the Suicide Squad is supposed to take on, like, the deadliest, the deadliest things. Like, the worst part of what humanity and sometimes of what we don't even consider humanity has to offer. You've got to have the worst of the worst villains to take on the task. Like, even in the Suicide Squad. This enchantress, uh, you know, let's just pretend they played her up well in this movie. You gotta have the best of the best to be able to take her down. So why in this deciding factor did Harley Quinn even come to mind? Don't get me wrong. I loved her character. I thought Margot Robbie portrayed her perfect, not perfectly for what we could have expected for this. I mean, I thought she nailed the character and I can't wait to see her in more movies. But I've, I've never understood, like, the, this selection process. When they're, when they're picking the members of the Suicide Squad, they got, they, they're going through, like, okay, you know, this guy. Oh, he, he never misses a shot, you know. 
he, he literally he never misses a shot. He's got the best shot ever in history. Uh, he, he makes Green Arrow look like a pansy. You, you, you gotta have him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everyone agrees. Yeah, gotta have him. All right, this this guy. He's like a half human, half crocodile. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, we want we him. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, all right. All right, okay, this girl here, um, she's bat crazy, and uh, she's got a whack-a-mole hammer. Oh. Oh, oh, Bob, we are, we're, we're trying to take down, you know, the Enchantress. I mean, I mean, I, I, I don't see how this is going to work out. No, no, gentlemen, listen. She's really hot. Just, just, she's really hot. Just, oh, well, well, I guess, yeah, I guess we could always use a hammer. Like, is, is that how that's supposed to play out? Okay. I'm fine with that. I mean, we're, we're, we skipped over Killer Frost. I mean, I've, I've heard, you know, I think everybody else says she's probably going to be in the sequel. But are they just getting the Killer Frost? Like, oh yeah, this, she is, she's absolutely mad. She... She can literally turn anything to ice. She, like, shoots ice out of her fingers. Like, this is, you know, we can't pass this up. Oh, oh, yeah, she, she would be helpful. She'd be incredibly helpful. Hey, hey, Bob, no. No, Bob. We got the chick with the hammer. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Well, we can't have two chicks. <laughs> God forbid that wouldn't sell. Just my thoughts on the subject. Okay, so let's move even... Let's move even farther down into February now. Uh, like I said, Suicide Squad is probably mid-February. Then you get towards the end of February, and the, the first major Wonder Woman trailer dropped. And it was just fantastic. It was excellent. It's everything you want to see in a Wonder Woman movie. They're not giving anything away. They showed no, no sign whatsoever of the big bad, which is Ares. Sorry if you haven't figured that out by now. You're way behind. It's Ares. Uh... So we saw no sign of Ares in there. But the only thing that the internet cares about is armpit hair. People are just throwing an absolute fuss about this. I mean, this was unbelievable to me. We have our first major female superhero getting her own movie. One of the originals. And it looks so badass. We should be celebrating this, but no. No, the internet can't do that. No, we have to nitpick at every little thing. Well, why doesn't she have armpit hair? She, she should have hair all over her body. She lived on an island with no men. These ancient women shouldn't have been shaving. They wouldn't have. Okay. All right. Well, let's 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 hop back in history, just for a little bit. If you're going to argue that from a historical standpoint, it should probably be worth noting that a majority of ancient cultures actually saw hair removal as a very very important part of their life. It showed class status. In a lot of these societies, if you were able to remove your hair, you were a class above everybody else. So no, we, we, 
she may not. They, they may have been shaving all along. Who's to say they wouldn't have? Oh well, well, it's a, it's, you know, she, they're, they're, they're not, they have no influence from man. So why would they even want to? I don't know. Ask Cleopatra, who insisted on removing almost every single speck of hair on her body. I don't think she had the influence of men either. Or if she did, she didn't give two shits about it. Arguments over. I mean, the Amazons, they may have had hair all over the bodies. I mean, first of all, let's remember, this is a fictional society. You know, I know what they're based off of and such. But this is based on a comic book. All right, we're, we're, we're all of a sudden, we're taking this comic book world and putting it into our own. I mean, that's a huge step right there. Don't, don't, don't you think you need to take a step back from that? All right, let's remember, this is fiction. And even if it was real, they may have shaved, they may, would, they may not have. We don't know. So chalk it up that this is the direction that Patty Jenkins wanted to go with the character. Which, by the way, this character owes you absolutely nothing. Right? To say that this is how a comic book character should be done, no, 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 no. This is Patty Jenkins' movie. A very, very loved director in Hollywood. She's made great movie after great movie. All right, th this is her vision. Her vision. They're not coming to you and saying, hey, you know, we, we need your take on this. No, you're, you're, you never even came up. This, this is owed nothing to you. Well, I was a huge fan of Wonder Woman. Who cares? They're not making this movie because you were a huge fan. Be very clear about that. If you want to make your own, if you want to make a movie with your vision of Wonder Woman, all you have to do is go get like, I don't know, two hundred million dollars, something like that. Which, if your vision is supposed to be the right one, the studios will just gobble it up right away. So, yeah, you better get on that. They're not worried about your opinion. That takes us to Logan coming out. In the beginning of March, excellent, excellent movie. Uh, I think I went on the second weekend. And the thing I loved about this movie is I left the movie really hating myself for making myself go see this movie. Like, I, it's not really a mystery. We all knew what was going to happen in Logan. If you haven't seen it by now, you know, I'll try to avoid spoilers, but no promises, all right? Even if you if you haven't seen it, come on, you know what happens. Let's 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 not play stupid here. But you still to actually witness it and how it unfolded, and how it was. There there was no superhero's death. There was, I mean, uh, in, I mean, I, I guess a little bit for Logan, for Professor Rex. I mean, that was brutal. That was absolutely brutal. I mean, that's been one of everyone's favorite comic book characters. The one that everyone said, yes, Hollywood got this character right, was Professor X. And, and to see him go out that way, I mean, it's hard. I mean, that, that takes a hit on whether you're a teenager or a child, whenever you saw the original movies. That takes a toll on you. 
So I didn't really appreciate it in the full until about a week after I saw it, and then I kind of looked back. I was like, wow, that was a great movie. That was fantastic. Uh, very well done. Uh, I, I hate that, you know, we're never going to see them again, but what a way to go out. I mean, what a way to go out if you're going to end a character. Uh, he was absolutely fantastic. Everyone in that movie was. So now we're going to mid-March here. Um, Iron Fist. Ooh, boy. A lot of people didn't like Iron Fist. No. No, no, no. This is another one that the internet really had to hate. Um, when this movie first came out, it was, I mean, the Rotten Tomato scores and the review scores, I mean, were just atrocious. Just absolutely atrocious. And then the, then it finally dropped and, you know, the internet, everyone kind of saw it and they're like, okay, well, this, this was, there, there was a lot of, like okay, th- this is near as bad as they were making it out to be. Like this is this is a pretty good show. You know, now it's it's not as good as Luke Cage or Daredevil or Jessica Jones, but you know it's still it's it's formidable. You know we'll take it. Probably didn't deserve the bad scores. And then as more time seemed to pass, maybe like a week later, more people started coming out and saying, okay, that was terrible. Like once they really got through the series and had a chance to look back on it. They were like, that was that was a missed shot. Bad shot, Marvel. Now, whether you agree on uh, who should have played the title character, uh, what ethnicity the person should have been, that's for a whole other argument. Um, I, from what I could see, most of the reviews on Finn Jones were pretty negative. Um. I guess I liked him more than most did. Of course, I don't have very much familiarity with the character uh, outside of you know, just just a few comics and stuff like that. But so this character was technically being introduced to me for the first time, and I didn't know what to expect. I saw exactly what he was trying to do with the character. Uh, off in the mountains, I'm not talking like the Blue Ridge Mountains. I'm talking like the, the mountains, mountains in China. Like, where he, he learned this whole new lifestyle, whole new culture. But deep down, he still had that American persona. Uh, and I think the character was even a little torn by that. I don't, I don't necessarily think it was very played or made very obvious, but I thought the character was a little bit torn by that. And I thought he played it off well. Most people disagree with me, and that's, total, that's totally fine. Uh, I'm excited to see where the character goes and how he grows and and, uh, the Defenders coming out in August. Now, there was was one moment in this show, uh, in the very first episode where, maybe, I think it was the very first episode, maybe it was was the first, I believe, um, where Colleen was placing the flyers up on the billboards and Danny Rand comes up to her and immediately starts speaking in Mandarin. Uh, I saw that and I was like, oh, the internet's going to hate that. Oh, the internet is not going to like that. <laughs> and I was right. Uh, he, Danny Rand pretty much just walked up and assumed that because she looked Asian, she could speak that language. 
and I knew the internet was going to have a problem with that right away. Moving on from Iron Fist. Um, and by the way, uh, as far as how Iron Fist did compared to the other shows, it was right on par. It had a re- Iron Fist really sh- showed up in this uh, more than what a lot of people thought, including myself. At one point, it was even the most watched like show based on like a first weekend, so- something really random like that. But it had beat out all the others. It had beat out Luke Cage, uh, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, all the others. So it did just fine. It obviously did good. They're already teasing a second season, so it obviously did good. Our opinions didn't stop it. Our opinions and beliefs didn't stop people from watching it. And that's how it should be. After Iron Fist, we had the first Justice League trailer come out. Um, I don't have too many thoughts on this. I and I Obviously, I thought it was... Absolutely badass. I've watched it probably 10, 15 times now. Aquaman, are you kidding me? Please. Those jokes are about to stop real quickly. Aquaman's about to become one of the most beloved superheroes out there now. In fact, Jason Momoa might do with Aquaman, probably not to the quite the level, but in a sense what Robert Downey Jr. did with Iron Man. Iron Man is now a top tier, if not even the top Marvel superhero. Based on the Marvel Cinematic Universe, yeah, he's the, he's the top guy. It's, it's Tony Stark and then there's everyone else. I, I, don't, I don't think that's the direction that they're going to go with this Aquaman, but I can see it having that effect. Uh, I, obviously, they're not going to make Aquaman the number one guy out of the Justice League. That's going to be Batman. But I can see Aquaman having that effect where the, the everything about the character from in the comics to in the movies just completely changes. And this is what I've been waiting on my entire life. People can finally see how badass Aquaman is. So this is a great time for me. A lot of people ask, like, like, aren't you mad? I mean, like, you were, you were the original. Do you really want more people jumping on the bandwagon? Absolutely, I do. I want everybody on this bandwagon. Okay, they're not writing this character just for me. I want this character to do well because he's a total badass. But now they've got, they're doing them right in the comics. They're going to be doing them right on the big screen. Aquaman, if you're buying stock on a superhero, Aquaman is who you want to buy right now. I don't, I don't know if there's anyone's stock that is going to be higher than what Aquaman says. I mean, yeah, you, the Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah, I mean, they're, they're predicted to have a huge opening weekend. And I don't think anything is going to stop them. The movie is getting just absolutely unbelievable reviews. So, But I still think when it's all said and done, Aquaman's stock will be much higher than what the Guardians are. And that makes me so incredibly excited. As for the rest of the trailer, no Superman reveal. Uh, there were a lot of rumors that he was going to be revealed on Easter Sunday because they had, I guess, almost quote-unquote character introductions all leading up to that Sunday. I think it was probably plotted out that way with no intention of ever showing Superman. 
can you imagine the internet, how they would have reacted to that? Comparing Superman to Jesus? I mean, you and I can sit here and talk about that all day long, but, you know, not in public. They would have hated that. But I thought it was good. I, I don't think we're going to get a Superman reveal. I, th I think we'll probably get a tease of one at uh, San Diego Comic-Con, which, by the way, both DC and Marvel are going to be at, and they're supposed to both have uh, some pretty big presentations. Obviously, as you can imagine... Justice League, that's probably going to be the big focus of San Diego Comic-Con, followed by Infinity War. Back to the trailer. Uh, I love what they're doing with Batman, too. That lighter tone, you can definitely see it. It's, it's, still, it's still got that, that serious tone of Batman v Superman, just with, you know, quick line every now and then, which I think is going to absolutely work. That's, that's a lot how... Um, uh, uh, the Batman trilogy from Dark Knight Batman Begins that's a lot of how that was done and it worked really well for that movie and I can see it working well for Batman moving forward uh, Wonder Woman obviously a total badass we got another look at okay the one thing about the trailer that did bug me and I wasn't going to bring this up because it's so not a big deal but when they show that slow motion Wonder Woman doing on the ground kicking him she she clearly doesn't make contact with him in that trailer and and and, and that bugged me a little bit but it, i know it shouldn't have it's 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 i i could care less about that but it did stand out to me the first time i saw it i was like well she didn't even hit him and the guy went down uh i mean i, I guess i would probably do the same thing after i shit myself if wonder woman was coming at me uh, so yeah i, I okay Moving on, uh, we got to see a lot more of Cyborg. That was really cool. Uh, people are really starting to come around now. I, I, I saw, I'm seeing less and less complaints about the CGI, which I don't know why this was ever a complaint to begin with. I mean, we got our first look at Cyborg like a year out from the movie, and it was like, well, the CGI looks terrible. It's like, dude, they're still a year away from releasing this movie. Chill, all right? You know, they're just, this is why it's called a teaser, all right? They're teasing you. Chill. The Flash looked fantastic. All of a sudden, the internet is completely changing their tune on Ezra Miller. That's how you pronounce his name. If not, sorry, I'm going to call you Ezra. Urza, whatever. People are changing his tune on him, as they should be. We haven't really got a look at him as Flash. I mean, all, all we have to compare him to is uh, Grant Gustin's Flash, which he does a great job as Flash. I'm not, I'm not denying that. Uh, by any means, but I mean, this guy is a movie star for a reason. Let's give let's give him a chance. Let's see what he's got. And I think after that trailer, I think a lot of people are like, "All right, you know, I mean, I may not still be crazy about the costume, but I'll, I'll give him a chance. I'll, I'll I'll see where this goes." Sounds like his movie may not be coming out for a little while. Still gonna happen, but it, it I, I I don't see how it doesn't get delayed even more from this point. Um, unless they've got everything taken care of behind the scenes, which I hope is the case. Right after that, uh, it was announced, or maybe it was right before that, I believe it was right after that, it was announced that they were moving Aquaman from its early October release to uh, a holiday release in December, same year, 2018. Of course, all the experts came out with their expert opinions. 
They came out slinging it. Oh, well, you know what this means. Affleck's out as Batman. Only thing it can mean. Kidding. There were a few, I'm sure. I'm sure there were a few. I don't think I really have to go into detail who I'm talking about, but everyone's saying, uh-oh, Aquaman, it's going to fail now. It's done for. They had to delay it again. Again. I love how they're always so smug about it. Like, like everything should be going on their schedule. Like, this isn't what I had planned for this. I was supposed to write an article this day, but you delayed it. Now I can't do it. Oh, they don't give two shits about you. This was a money move. And this was a very, very smart money move. Do you know how much more money is made in theaters in December around the holidays compared to early October? It's night and day. There is a huge gap. More people are out Christmas shopping, doing what they got to do. More people are going to movies. That's just the way the world works. It was a brilliant, brilliant move for them to move Aquaman to that release date. And that's all it was, was a money move. That's it. Just money. Had nothing to do with the actual production. Maybe gave him a couple more months. Oh, that's such a bad thing. They have even longer to perfect a movie. Oh, it's going to suck. Yeah, get over yourselves. A lot's come out most recently, going back down the calendar. Uh, Marvel. We've heard, we've heard quite a few spoilers come out of Guardians of the Galaxy and how it's going to start connecting more into the rest of the MCU. I learned something fascinating the other day. I had absolutely no idea that Guardians of the Galaxy takes place in the Andromeda Galaxy. That blew my mind. I don't know why. I have absolutely zero idea why I was so fascinated by that, but I was. I always figured it just, you know, off in the deep trenches of the Milky Way somewhere, you know, whatever. But in a whole other galaxy, oh. Well, they got a long way to travel to get to Earth by Infinity War. Yeah. Good thing this movie takes place only a couple months after Guardians. The first movie. Gives them plenty of time to get over to Earth. Which uh, we all know they're going to. They've already been filming it. They've not been shy. We've, we've heard how the characters are going to react. And it's going to exactly how you'd want them to. You don't want them to just all of a sudden be best friends forever with the Avengers when they come over. There's going to be some skepticism. They don't know who each other are. No idea. And I love that. I can't wait. And we're going to get some absolutely amazing interactions out of that. Imagine the first time that Tony Stark sees a uh, talking raccoon with a gun. Followed by a talking tree. Oh, that's going to be some epic dialogue. And also, fun fact, apparently uh, when they meet, it will be in space. Which will be an interesting change of pace for the Avengers. Uh, maybe not so much Tony Stark and Thor and uh, by that time Hulk. But seeing Captain America... Black Widow, Hawkeye, assuming that, you know, this is the cast, seeing them up in space. It's going to be a huge change of pace, and I can't wait to see how the characters react to that. 
Because they will. They'll nail it. No no question about that. I don't think that's in anyone's doubt. They'll absolutely nail it. James Gunn also revealed that Adam Warlock was in his original script for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. But it just became too clustered. So they had to take a character out. And he really liked Mantis in there. So he took Adam Warlock out. Okay, that's understandable. Unless he was supposed to be playing a huge war... A huge part in Infinity War. Excuse me. And then Kevin Feige came out and said, We do have plans for Adam Warlock. He's not going to be in Infinity War. He's not going to be in Infinity War. Yes, we can confirm. I don't think a lot of people ever expected him to show up in Infinity War if he wasn't going to be in Guardians Volume 2. Uh, and these things were said on the same day. I'm not uh, saying that saying either was a dumb statement or whatsoever. Uh, totally, completely different observations. But I don't think anybody expected Adam Warlock in Infinity War. But the fourth Avengers movie, that by the way they just announced is going to be filming this August. So they're basically filming back to back, as expected. So. Do we start making the predictions that Adam Warlock will show up in the fourth Avengers movie? Which, uh, from what we can gather, from what we know, will be Thanos probably, maybe, not confirmed, has the gauntlet with all the Infinity Stones, gems, call them whatever you want. I think that's the place where everybody's going right now as far as predictions for that movie. And we all know from the comics that Adam Warlock plays a huge role in that. So if he shows up there, and then James Gunn also says that you know he he put he put the character off like like I'm gonna I may use this character like I'm or maybe some people sell it as I'm going to use this character for Guardians Three. I don't think that confirmed Adam Warlock for Guardians Three whatsoever, uh, but Guardians Three has been confirmed the movie as a whole. And if Adam Warlock does show up in the fourth Avengers movie, uh, I think it's safe to say that we can expect him in Guardians Three. So who knows? Um, that that's how I saw those two quotes. I take it for what it's worth. Let's do a quick Q and A. These are just some of the questions I've gotten over Twitter over the past couple weeks. Uh, I want to keep and make sure they're trending with what's going on. So let's start off here. Do you think Batgirl should be directed by a female director instead of Joss Whedon? Uh, no. Uh, when you have an opportunity to get Joss Whedon to direct a character like Batgirl, maybe one that's not one of the more familiar DC characters, you take that opportunity. Joss Whedon is a big name after his work with what he did with Marvel. Even before that, he was a pretty big name. So you have to you have to take that opportunity. So I absolutely understand why, why uh, DC did take that move. Any update on who's going to play Shazam? No, I suspect we may get some news about the movie. Uh, come San Diego Comic-Con. That's not confirmed by any means. I just, uh, I feel that's when they're going to make some announcements. Will Marvel ever make an R-rated movie? If so, what character? No, I don't think, uh, and I assume you're talking about Marvel Studios. And no, I don't think there will ever be an R-rated movie within the MCU, if that's indeed what you're saying. Because technically, Marvel did make an R-rated film with Deadpool. Their, Their name was still on it. Uh, but as far as MCU goes, no. If they ever did, what character would be deserving of that? Um, that's tricky. That's very, very tricky. I can see, and I don't think we'd ever see it, um, a dark version of Thunderbolts. 
Uh, obviously, I would love to see if if they were make if they were going to make Moon Knight a movie, I can see that very much so being rated R. But I I, I don't think you have enough time in even a two to three hour movie to really do give Moon Knight what he deserves, which is why it's such such a difficult task to bring him to the big screen. So uh, so are they ever going to make one? No. If so, what character? Uh, I think it would be one that surprises us. Are you nervous about Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg uh, helming the Invincible movie? No, I'm not. And I was surprised by the amount of people that actually were worried about this. Uh, if you hadn't heard, they are making an Invincible movie based on the comic book, which everyone really should be reading. It's, it's arguably the best comic book series that I've read in the past 20 years. And that's, that's saying a whole lot. Um... Everybody needs to check this comic book out, and you'll see then why it will make such a great movie. It is, it, it's like the laughability, the charm of the MCU, this comic book is, and the blood and the gore of Logan. Like, it's going to be an absolutely incredible movie. And Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg both did a great job at Preacher. Like, th- this isn't going to be their first time bringing a comic book character to life and doing it. And they did it successfully. So, no, I'm not too worried about it. In, in fact, I'm glad. It, yeah, the more I thought about it, the more I was glad that they're somewhat involved. Because Invincible does have a strange sense of humor attached to it. That I think Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg can help identify uh for the entire movie well while keeping that enhanced level of gore and realistic uh fighting like to a t so long long term i think it's great that they're on it and i can't see i can't wait to see what they're going to do with it uh next question is punisher going to show up in the defenders um i would i think it's safe to say he will uh, I don't. I haven't heard for for certain whether he will or not. I mean, he, his series comes out, uh, you know, supposedly it's com- coming out like this fall. So I, I think I've heard November tossed around. So if that's the case, um, he he may not show up at all. Well, so either one really wouldn't surprise me. But just for the sake of keeping his name in conversation, I, I think he will show up. Next question, what is the most valuable comic you have and how did you come to acquire it? Um, yeah, while I'm at it, let me toss my social security number out there, um, uh, my address, and a list of my fears. That seems reasonable. Uh, just kidding, obviously. Don't take any offense to that. Uh, the most valuable comic that I own is the 100th issue of Superman. And uh, it's still in uh, very good condition. Um, not perfect condition by any means. I mean, probably like 7.075, something like that. Um, I haven't got it graded yet. I just haven't. I have it framed. So that is my most valuable comic. Um, yeah. Anyone else? That's a good question. I'd like to hear what everybody else has. Uh, feel free to tweet at me at Ross A. Dylan. Uh, I promise the next podcast I do, we'll be back. We'll have some more bells and whistles on there. Maybe in, even an interview. Or two, uh, I'm still going to try and get Rich Guzzy to come on here and have some fun with me. You will absolutely love that. Uh, it may take a little bit of a turn from what you're used to, maybe a little bit less comic booky, but it's f- so much fun nevertheless. He's one of the uh, great comedians out there. 
Thanks for tuning in, and I will catch you next time.